Shalom, and thank you for listening to Beit Zayit Messages. If you enjoy this teaching, consider joining us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. at 465 Lee Highway in Verona, Virginia, for our morning Shabbat services. Or watch the service live stream on YouTube, Facebook, or on our website at BeitZayit.org live. May the Father bless you richly through the hearing of His Word. Well. But uh, continuing the Part 3 series, I'll go ahead and pray uh, briefly and we'll begin. Avino Malkano, our Father, our King, thank you so much for your goodness to us. I ask, Father, that uh, your words come forth from my mouth, magnify you and you alone, Father, and that they magnify the name of our Messiah, Yeshua. Let your words be sweet in the mouths of all your people this day, Father, as they receive your words, Father. I thank you for all you do for me and for all of us, Father. These things I pray to you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, part three, I, I took a break. We did Yom Kippur, of course, and talked a little bit about uh, that particular festival. Now I'm going to be resuming the series. So, imitating our rabbis, so the Master's Commandments, part three. So, we were, we're going through pretty much, we started the book of Matthew, really focusing in on uh, Matthew chapter four, verse 17, is one of the first parts that uh, we focused on going through the Beatitudes or Matthew chapter 5. But in this particular case, I'm, uh, this is going to be talking about imitating primarily today our rabbi, which is Yeshua, the Messiah. So the Torah commands us to walk in the ways of God. But how can moral human uh, beings walk in the likeness of the Almighty? What does it mean to walk in God's ways? It means that we are to imitate the ways of God. Moshe said, in Deuteronomy 10, 12, I have a slide for that. It says, So now, Israel, all that Adonai your God asks from you is to fear Adonai your God, follow all his ways, love him, and serve Adonai your God with all of your heart and with all of your being. End quote. The commandment to imitate God is the foundational principle of godliness. The Master expresses that idea, encouraging us to imitate God. And we see that in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, as we can read, then you will become children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun shine on good and bad people alike, and he sends rain to the righteous and the unrighteous alike. So God is not partial. A lot of things that happen to us are not because we deserved it, because we see that the righteous and the unrighteous both, the sun shines on them the same. A classic passage of the Talmud explains the mitzvah of walking in his ways. If I'll turn your attention to B. Sotah 14a for a moment, Rabbi Chama, which was the son of Rabbi Hanina, says, what does it mean? You shall walk after the Lord your God. Is it really possible for a human being to walk after the Shekhinah? That's the divine presence of the, the Holy Spirit of God. For has it not been said in Deuteronomy Chapter 4, verse 24. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. It must mean to walk in the ways of the Holy One, blessed be He. Just as He clothes the naked, as it is written in Genesis 3:21, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. So too should you also clothe the naked. The Holy One, blessed be He, visited the sick, as it is written in Genesis 18:1. Now the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mimre. So that was Genesis 18, remember? While he was still recovering from circumcision, so too should also visit the sick. The Holy One, blessed be he, comforted mourners, as it is written in Genesis 25, 11. After the death of Abraham, the son of uh, 
that God blessed his son Isaac, so too should we also comfort the mourners. The Holy One, blessed be he, buried the dead, as it is written in Deuteronomy 34, 6. And he buried them in the valley of the land of Moab, so, so too should you also bury the dead. End quote. Therefore, the commandment to walk in God's ways includes clothing the naked, right? Also, sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? A little bit. Instruction from Yeshua. Visiting the sick, comforting those that mourn, and burying the dead. But the commandment is not limited to just those five deeds of loving kindness. He is also the God who feeds the hungry. He assists the poor, has mercy on the sinful, and rescues the perishing, heals the brokenhearted, restores homes and families, and does good to all. He is the God of absolute integrity, truth, holiness, and justice. He is, the right, he is righteous in every, in every one of his decisions. Just as the Holy One, quoting from the Sephrae in Deuteronomy 10, 12, just as the Holy One, blessed be he, is called merciful, so you should be merciful. Just as he called, is called gracious, so you should be gracious. Just as he is called righteous, you should be called righteous. Just as he is called devout, you should be called devout. So you see the pattern here with imitating our Father in heaven. And we know who imitated him, and that was Yeshua, to a fault, to, to an exacting detail. He followed his Father in heaven. So we follow our Rabbi Yeshua in the same light. The Master lived this principle out perfectly in every situation. All that he did and said he derived directly from the Father. He walked in his way, the ways of God, making God... Uh, will in his every decision. He said in John 8, as we see on the screen, 28 through 29, so Yeshua said, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am who I say I am, and that I myself do nothing, but say only what the Father has taught me. Also, the one who has sent me is still with me, and did not leave me to myself, because I always do what pleases him, end quote. As such, he revealed the glory of the Father. His life glorified God in that it accurately represented God, our Father in heaven, Hashem. He spoke in truth when he said to his disciple Philip, quoting from John 14, 9, He who has seen me has seen the Father. As we imitate the ways of Yeshua, we learn the ways of God and to keep the commandment to imitate God. This is the essence of discipleship and the unity of with our Father in heaven. If Yeshua imitated the Father, we also imitate our Rabbi Yeshua. Yeshua said that he did not come to abolish the Torah or the prophets, but to fulfill them. And that's what we started on at the very beginning of part one. That is to observe them correctly and interpret them correctly. Moreover, he, he warned his disciples not to annul the commandment or to dissuade others from observing the commandments. As we see in Matthew, or this is review, chapter 5, verse 19. So whoever disobeys the least of these mitzvot, so that's commandments, and teaches others to do, uh, to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys them and so teaches will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Those who annul even the least of the commandments and teach others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. End quote. This does not mean exclusion from the kingdom, nor does it mean that, you, that they will not go to heaven when they die, but rather it means that they will have a lower rank in the messianic era, the millennial reign, if you will, 
The term kingdom of heaven refers to the messianic era when the king Messiah will reign on earth. The person who keeps the Torah's commandments and teaches others to do so will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven, a.k.a. the messianic era. The Messiah told his disciples that they were to be scrupulous in keeping with both the small commandments and the greater commandments. Disciples of our Rabbi Yeshua must resist the temptation to dis dismiss any commandment in the Torah, no matter how seemingly inconsequential. All the commandments are important, even the light ones that should not be neglected. For example, the Master praises the Pharisees, actually, in Matthew 23 for tithing even the mint, dill, and cumin. He does make a critique here, but he also credits them in one thing they are doing. He says, Woe to you hypocritical Torah teachers and proshim, that's Pharisees. You pay your tithes of mint, dill, and cumin. So that was a commandment. They were doing that, which is good. They should be doing that. But you neglected the weightier matters, the, the higher matters, the greater commandment, which is to have justice, mercy, truth. These are the things that you should have attended to without neglecting the others. End quote. In conclusion, the Talmud also compares one of the greatest commandments, honor your mother and your father. So remember that one? We're going to come to it again soon. Exodus 20, 12. With one of the least commandments that we see in the Torah, you shall not take the mother with the young. Deuteronomy 22, 6 and points out that the reward for both commandments is identical. So it's interesting. You find that in Deuteronomy 22, uh, verse 12, uh, 7, about the reward. But it is identical if you go back and look. I encourage you to. That it may go well with you and that you, will, uh, your, you may prolong your days. That's the reward for that commandment, for both of those. One greater, one lesser. Perhaps this is why the rabbis say, be scrupulous observing the smallest commandment as you observe the great one, for you do not know what your reward for each one will be. That's from the Mishnah Avot 2.1. The reward for observing God's commandments will not be revealed unto the kingdom. In that day, those faithful disciples who have even kept the least of God's commandments to the best of their ability will receive the greatest reward. The, the, the main, in closing comments, the main reason for this lesson is to get you to see the, that a lot of people make the argument, um, especially other very observant Jewish followers, or Jewish, I'm sorry, Jews in traditional Judaism, make accusations saying, well, he came, he told us not to do that. And Deuteronomy 13 says, and 18 say, anyone that does miracles but speaks against the Torah, we're not supposed to listen to them. But by seeing this, we can say, well, actually, he was very faithful. He was very faithful to his father's words, to his, his ancestors' words. You know, he was very obedient to the Torah, and he actually fulfilled it in his own actions and representation. He taught misconceptions about the Torah to his people and those that would listen around him. The greatness of this, the whole reason for this lesson is to show you that he is obedient. He's faithful. And just like the situations that we're in right now in the world, particularly in Israel, is that remember, I opened up with that statement, God created Israel or restored Israel back in one day. In, in 48, but independence in 67. That prophecy from Isaiah actually happened in our lifetime. I know that was a while back, but it's, in, it's pretty new in history. It's a miraculous thing to happen. This lesson that I was speaking with you today on is to encourage you that God is faithful. 
and that Yeshua is faithful. And that us trusting in him not only brings us salvation in the new covenant in Jeremiah 31 that was spoken of, but it also reminds us of he is faithful. Yeshua is faithful. We are faithful to him. And with that, I thank you so much for your time. And Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Again, thanks for joining us for the Bates I Eat Messages podcast. This podcast is an extension of Bates I Eat Messianic Congregation, a group of Jews and Gentiles, one in Messiah, currently meeting in Verona, Virginia. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review along with a five-star rating or give us a thumbs up wherever you're listening from. If you're interested in learning more about the Creator and His Word from a Messianic Jewish perspective, check out our website at BaitsIE.org for helpful resources and more information. Until next time, Shalom.